Welcome to the Vulnerable Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Almeida. Each week, we'll share the inspiring story of someone who has faced their share of vulnerability and been able to find success and fulfillment. We hope all our stories will help you find the strength within yourself to live the life you want and find success of your own. Elizabeth Shu said, I understand now that the vulnerability I have always felt is the greatest strength a person can have. You can't experience life without feeling life. What I've learned is that being vulnerable to somebody you love is not a weakness, it's a strength. This is episode 6 of the Vulnerable Podcast with Silk Glab. This episode is definitely a little different from the rest. To begin with, the guest had her own opinion on the word vulnerability that turned out to be quite eye-opening for me in the end. It also sparked some thoughts on this podcast where we discussed her different opinions. Her thoughts on vulnerability are that it should be more about looking within and finding your inner strength by expressing what we feel inside our body. During the interview, she provides many tips and tricks that we can all use to become a better version of ourselves. Things like paying attention to the way our body feels when certain emotions arise and acknowledging these feelings instead of reacting based on our emotions. She's an executive coach and consulting psychologist with an over 15-year career in counseling and coaching. She helps executives and experts to overcome burnout, anxiety, and stress in four sessions so they can take their work and life to the next level. She is also a recognized member of the Forbes Coaches Council and a rapid transformational therapy practitioner. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get vulnerable with Silk Glab. Hi, Silk. Uh, thank you for coming on the Vulnerable Podcast. Uh, you were referred to me by our mutual uh, friend, Dr. Natalia Vihovsky. Uh, I'm excited to have you on. I- I've heard that you have a little bit of a different uh, perspective on this uh, whole vulnerability subject, and so I-, I can't wait to hear it. So thank you again for coming on. And thank you very much, Brian, for inviting me to your show. Thank you. Uh, so the first question I'd like to start off with on every episode is, what is your definition of vulnerability? Yeah, for me, <laughs> the definition of vulnerability is I, I have to raise my concern for first. I don't like the word, yeah, because I'm, I'm coming from the psychological side. And from this side, you have to protect people who are vulnerable. So why would you say that in a positive sense? Mm-hmm. For me, vulnerability is more the ability to really get in contact with your emotions and express them in a, in a peaceful way because your vulnerability helps to solve conflicts for conflict resolution and non-aggressive communication. That's exactly from where it's also coming from the whole concept to really dive inside yourself know what's going on and express that your inner self to the outside this is what i would say is under this label of vulnerability and you have or you need certain skills to show that vulnerability or to show your inner self and your inner self are your thoughts and your emotions and your feelings well, so one thing that I find interesting right off the top here is is that in every episode that I've done, I've done about five episodes so far, and in every episode, one subject that consistently comes up, which I feel like is is sort of similar or, or, or has some context in what you're talking about, is self-awareness. Almost every single one of my guests has mentioned self-awareness in some shape or form and how it helped them you know, get to where they are and get through some of the, the struggles that they were presented with in life. So with that being said, um, you know, the floor is yours. I, I wanted to get, I'll give you some time. Um, one thing I want to, I guess, mention to the listeners is this episode is going to be a little different. If you've listened to past episodes, uh, it's more of an interview style and sharing stories, but um, Silk's got some uh, different insights and, and different skills that we can use to help us overcome vulnerability or, or how we can use it to, you know, sort of build that person that we're looking to become. So uh, the floor is yours, Silk. Yeah. Behind that uh, or this concept of vulnerability is also that in the most cases, we don't really show who we are. 
We don't often do that in relationships. We don't do that in our work, even children in school. They're not really showing what's going on. So a lot of people, we wear a mask. And according what society or certain setting expects from us, we are going with that. And we suppress our real thoughts and our feelings and emotions. And for a lot of people that started already very early, mostly also in your childhood, in schooling, maybe you're in, in college, your first work experiences, when you realize being yourself, showing what's really going on with you, created something, was not safe. And often we didn't learn the right tools how to do that. And today, if, if you like, I, I would like to show you a method how you can really let go of your mask yeah, and then still feel safe to get in contact with your environment. No, yeah. Like yes. Yeah, no, go ahead. Like I said, the floor is yours. And, and I think this is going to be uh, an interesting and insightful episode. So I'm, 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 I'm me yeah. myself, I'm even happy to hear it because it's, it's something new to me too. So uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and it starts, uh, what, what you said already came out from the last episodes with self-awareness. And I say just to drop into your body and see what's going on. Instead of reacting, often we are in, in a kind of conflict or miscommunication because we are just reacting. Yeah, we, we are, somehow we are feeling hurt and then you push back and then you're like um, saying that all the parties are saying something but in the end you're just miscommunicating because something on the emotional side is going on and nobody is expressing it what's really going on yeah we're exchanging thoughts and words but we're not really expressing what's going on from the inside and to know that is the first step to drop into your body and with dropping into your body means just to scan your whole body from the head to your toes and realize if you can sense any body sensations and this can feel oh i feel tight here oh this is itchy Oh, I'm, I'm getting a flush here. Oh, this really is painful. And just to sense what's going on, and often the area of your heart, your head, the belly region, these are quite obvious region when emotions are coming up. And emotions is energy in motion. So we want to track. Mm -hmm this energy these emotions that are moving through our body and this is only to drop down and sense certain emotions are attached to certain areas of your body to help you a little bit like fear you often feel that in your throat that your throat is dry you can feel it in your heart your heart is pulsing you can feel it also in your belly, your belly is crunched. Anger, anger, you can feel often in your face, in, in your gum region here, in your, how you call that? The jaw. Jaw, the jawline. Then you yeah, a certain temperature you can sense when you feel anger, happiness, you feel often a lightness in your body. You sense it in your heart. You sense it also in your head because you feel lightheaded and everything is somehow easy. And this is quite universal. These emotions, they, there was a study where they asked people to describe what kind of sensations they get when they're angry, sad, happy. And then they, they made like a topography of all these body parts. That's the first 
step to drop into your body without fear. And then try to put a word on the sensations you just now feel. You can say, oh, this feels icky, this feels rough, this feels mind-blowing, this feels like very tightening. Right? Find a word that describes this feeling the very best. That's the second step. And then if you're a little bit more skilled and you're quite familiar with sensations, you can come up with more wider spectrum of feelings. This can be first you make sad, glad, bad, angry. Um, this is what the most people are feeling or happy. And then you can differentiate more and more what it actually is. There is an app, by the way, and it helps you to trace where on the spectrum of your emotions you are. Are you more on the negative side, on the positive side? How is the intensity? And then they help you to really explore different forms of emotions and attached feelings to that. Hmm. Yeah, I can give you this up later. You can maybe also put that in the show notes. Yeah, after that, then the third step is to express what you're feeling. It's like when you say that, I feel really itchy. Or right now my throat feels very dry. Right now I feel that my belly really crunches. I feel sad. And this is really what, what you say in conflict resolution and being opening up to face your vulnerability. That in fact is an inner strength because if you can really express what's going on in your body, you have control over your emotions before they reach in your brain. Because there is a second part. The first part is if you get triggered, then a chemical cocktail is released in your body that causes this body sensations. And these body sensations, they're normally come and go. Yeah, they're passing by. They're not all the time there. There's a certain time span that this energy is moving. If you keep on now with the second step that these um, emotions become a feeling because there is a kind of sensor in your middle brain and it senses what's happening in your body and then it labels it. And then this is often too late. Then you're out of control because it was done unconsciously. Unconsciously, your brain labeled what's going on in your body. It's not necessarily always true, but then you lost the game. So it's better consciously you think what's going on and sense what's going on. And this is another part of your brain. It's the frontal cortex. That's the cortex that human beings have. Yeah, for planning and action and whatever. And if you're able to be in the present moment and sense what's going on, then you can label what kind of feeling it is. And then you're in control of this emotion. And then you're in control of the conversation. And you can say, oh, with this, you really triggered something. I feel really tense now without reacting because your midbrain has maybe labeled the sensations in your body without you knowing that you are being attacked. And now I have to attack back. Yeah, I have to defend myself. If I have now labeled myself and controlled the emotion and I say, oh, this or what you said triggered something and now I feel tensed, 
I'm not reacting, I'm just expressing what's going on inside me. And this is a totally different energy than responding back with aggression or uh, responding back with tears, yeah? you can say, or something really, hurt is not a good word, yeah? it's more described what's going on, it brought in tears, this really made me cry or I can sense tears coming into my eyes yeah? or whatever it is or it, it makes me cry or I, I feel really full of energy, I feel really loaded up, I feel totally tense in my whole body and I feel that my fists are really becoming tight. Yeah? And if you express, then you give a chance to the other one, to the other person to reflect, to say, ah, that's going on. So now let's talk about this one. Yeah, you create a total different way. And this is what I call vulnerability. Vulnerability is in fact an inner strength to be in control of your emotions by sensing them and expressing them. And then lean back and let the other person respond to the feeling you just expressed. No, this Does is, it make sense? No, it does. And it's, it's, it's interesting to me. And I mean, nobody, uh, whether I'm going to share a video from this or not, but the whole time I had this big grin on my face. And the reason for that is because over the last month or so, I've, I've really made it um, almost daily. I've, I've only missed a few days, but I've been doing meditation. Just as I, I have an app called Calm. I go on and I do whatever the daily meditation is. And each day it's different and there's no real focus. Some days it's a body scan. Some days it's just uh, meditating on the moment, whatever it might be. But the reason I was smiling the whole time you were talking is because I've noticed that even with this small practice that I've began doing, um, I've been able to recognize a lot of things sooner and not let myself sort of spiral out of control. So what you're talking about sounds extremely interesting to me because it's a different way of looking at, I guess, meditation or, or a different practice of it. And, and I could definitely see where this could help people. And even just the points you're making about vulnerability being something you got to work on within first, I think that's key because I mean, the only reason I started meditating for in the last month or so is because I've dealt with a lot of personal struggle over the past couple of years. You know, there was a point where I was very heavily on social media and, you know, as you talked about in the beginning of when you started to speak about this, you said, you know, about the mask. And when I started out on social media, I felt like that's sort of what it was. I was telling these stories, but I, I hadn't really dealt with my own personal stuff yet. And so over the past, you know, eight to 12 months or so, I took time away and I started dealing with a lot of my own personal things, um, whether it's, you know, me personally, my marriage, whatever. And it's, it's really funny how like I, this is all coming around and it's it, what you're saying is making complete sense. And I think it's important because, like I said, people listening to this episode as much as or, or this podcast as much as I want them to learn from other people's experiences to know that, you know, you, you have the power and everything to, to get through what you're going through. I think what you're telling us is, is key to, you know, that journey as well, because if they're not able to do the work within, it doesn't matter what advice or, or what we share with them, they may not be able to actually achieve that change. So I, I totally agree with everything you're saying. And like I said, experiencing it a little bit myself has been um, pretty amazing. So. And for me, therefore, I would like to replace the word vulnerability with inner strength. If you have this inner strength, then you can be soft to the outside. Yeah, you, you can show a softness and gentleness to the outside without fearing that someone will just hit you in the face. And what you, there's even research what you said about meditation with daily meditation practice, even if it's only 10 minutes, and if it's meditating on your breath, mindfulness breathing exercise, when you do that on a regular basis for at least eight weeks, you will see that your amygdala, that's also part of the midbrain, that responds to stress, to outside stimuli, but whenever we feel in danger that we have to protect ourselves then this amygdala is activated and if you're in a lot of stress or you have experiences that you 
felt attacked and uh, you had to defend yourself, then your amygdala is even uh, bigger. Yeah, and the connections to other parts of the brain is also much stronger. With daily meditation, you reduce this, uh, the firing of the amygdala, you reduce that and even the other connections. And this in, we also say fusing with yourself to what you said on social media, you fused with a certain identity of yourself, yeah? And you showed a certain identity to the outside. And in the end, you also believed in that kind of identity. And even when someone came and said, ah, Brian, but in fact, I, I, in reality, you are this and this, how, how would you feel, yeah? You may mm -hmm. would have just bent yourself, yeah? And there's another region in the brain near to this amygdala. It's called the posterior cingulate cortex. And this is responsible or it's activated when you're fusing with your identity or you're fusing with certain thoughts and beliefs, like being caught up in your thoughts. And with meditation or this kind of mindfulness, you deactivate that part and you become more neutral. Yeah, you, you're not fusing with a certain self-concept of you anymore. And you open up to, to other opportunities and to your inner world and what is outside you. No, this is... Excellent yeah. what you're doing. No, and it, and like I said, everything you're saying just just through my my own experience, and I mean, I'm sure other people have experienced this as well. But like in the past, you know, like I said, eight to twelve months, I've even found that like my emotions are more open. Um, you know, like I've had more times where I've felt sadness than before, or I've expressed it, you know, through tears or whatever. Uh, whereas in the past, I would have just held a lot of that in, um, just because of you know my normal practices. And then the other thing I find interesting about what you just said is I feel like that's why a lot of us out there, and there's a lot of talk about this, um, especially through social media, is this whole imposter syndrome. Um, I feel like what you're talking about right now is, is exactly what leads to that, is this whole thing of you know, us trying to struggle between our, our false identity or the identity that we're, the story that we're telling ourselves, and then the real person. So, uh, you know, it, it, again, all this is making a lot of sense. And, it's, it's yeah, and you get fused, yeah, also in this kind of thoughts about yourself like the imposter to say, oh, I, I'm not so good as, I, as people think. I'm just putting a mask, yeah? I'm uh, not that person at all. And you get even fused with this kind of thoughts and with this identity of being an imposter. Yeah, that's also very strange, yeah? And the, one of the ways to, to, to deal with that is also to invite your thoughts in, yeah? Allow your thoughts, whatever you think about yourself, don't be scared because thoughts are only words. They are not, you, it's not you, yeah? And just to create awareness, everything what you sense is created by your brain. It's not you as a person. So even these thoughts are created by a chatterbox inside your brain. And invite this chatterbox, as I said, it's just words chattering around, and ask them to say, okay, I know you want to tell me something. I want, I know you, you want to teach me something. But now, your thoughts, are they actually helping me to have a fulfilling life? Are they, how do I even feel if I have these thoughts? Do they make me happy or sad? And who would I be if I didn't have that thought? Yeah, that's another technique to invite these thoughts in and then appreciate them, give them a, or assume that they have always a good intention and they have a good intention because our brain <laughs> is constructed to survive. Yeah. And these thoughts are also there to make you survive 
and they say, yeah, it's great that you're reminding me and this and this, but now actually, are you really helping me? So and like if I have that thought, how does it make me feel? And without that, would I feel better? Yes. Okay, then that's better for me right now. It's the whole concept of not letting your thoughts take control, I guess, is the whole, is what you're talking about is, is that we, I mean, I, I struggled with a lot of negative self-talk, especially towards the end of last year and the beginning of this year, the whole, you know, who, what story are you telling to people? Who are you really, um, you can't do this, or maybe you can't do that. Or, you know, all these sort of things were something I was definitely struggling with a lot towards the, like I said, at the end of last year and the beginning of this year. And, and again, since I've, you know, whether it's through reading, whether it's through just, you know, getting a little more self-aware and then now with the meditation, um, I can see the difference, like, you know, even in terms of just whether I let them continue and spiral, like I said earlier, or whether I catch them and sort of go, okay, what is this all about? Or where is this coming from? So again, yeah, it's better you, you catch them because then again, you're in control and there's also a nice exercise to say, I know I, I, I am having the thought, blah, blah, blah. I notice that I have the thought, blah, blah, blah. And this again also helps you to, to, to catch them. And what you said that you suppressed a lot of emotions. What I experienced in hypnosis, there, there are different forms of hypnosis that over the year you have suppressed a lot of emotions and often you can't track them anymore. Yeah? So they are really pressed down layer by layer and in a kind of hypnosis, you, you can also allow them just to lift up. And even if it takes one hour, just to allow all these emotions to come up and then release your body because they're also often attached to certain organs, to certain parts of your body, and then just lift them all up. And whatever story is attached to, to these emotions, and you will really feel extremely relieved after that. Hmm. <laughs> see now when i think about hypnosis i think about the whole you know when i snap my fingers you're going to quack like a chicken or, <laughs> or quack like a duck or whatever yeah, it's never... nothing else than a, a state of meditation it's a state of high concentration of awareness you feel calm and you're quite suggestible hmm. yeah, but it's a very high state of concentration and alertness and this is what you also want to achieve in meditation and uh, hypnosis is the same interesting it's a way of being guided into a meditative trance state and you're still able to hear everything to stay in contact with the therapist and decide what you want to talk about or not Hmm. Interesting. Again, is, this is all, uh, you know, a learning experience for me. And, and it's, it's actually, it's, it's very intriguing for me because again, you know, over the, over the time that I've been doing this work, like one thing I've been doing a lot more of is reading and everything that I read, I feel like I learned something new and, and I'm really enjoying that. I, I journal as well in the mornings. And I just recently wrote in my journal that the whole expansion of your, of your knowledge, the, the constant learning has been an activity that I forget about. I mean, you do it a lot when you're younger because you're in school and you're forced to, you know, you got to learn math, you got to learn this, you got to learn that. But then as I became an adult, it was, you know, go to work, get paid, pay bills, so on and so forth. And I got out of the routine of reading and learning. And now that I've gotten back to it, it's, 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 in, it's incredible to be completely honest because it, it just shows you that there's so much that we're capable of and that we can, you know, still do in our lives. And, and so what you're telling me, right, everything that you're sharing right now is, is just, again, it's uh, mind blowing, I guess, is one way of putting it because it's like, I just, you know, I, I didn't know a lot of this existed before, you know, a few months ago. And, and now that I'm being more open to it and, and learning more about it and hearing more about it, it just makes me wonder what else I can still learn and, and how much more I can still grow. So it's all, uh, it's all very interesting. <laughs> Yeah, and now learning is rewarded positively. 
Yeah, before you said, ah, uh, in school it was learning just passing exams and this and this. And often this is then negatively attached. But with uh, what you're doing now is like learning and feeling rewarded with gaining knowledge. <laughs> Again, another, <laughs> another new way of looking at things. <laughs> yeah, so okay, I, because this drives you now. You want to learn more and more. And there's also, again, a brain mechanism behind that. It's like um, you feel rewarded, and that's dopamine. And uh, therefore, you want to even learn more. Yeah, you have more desire to, to, to go on and learn because it's better than you expected. Yeah. Something is better than expected, then dopamine is released, and then the dopamine drives you then to to crave for more. Hmm. Well, I may explain why I've bought like thirty books recently. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Anytime I go out now. I go out all the, anytime I go out now, I, I go to the book section of, of the store or like, uh, I've been going to a lot of, uh, thrift shops where you buy like, you know, people's used books and, and I just buy ah, three or four books and they're all very like, they're all pretty much on the subject of self-improvement, self-help, stuff like that. Um, just because that's an area that I'm extremely interested in because of, you know, not to get into my own story or whatever, but you know, for the first 31 years of my life, I just sort of followed that pattern that I spoke about previously of, you know, go to work, get paid, you know, job after job, in and out of job, so on and so forth. And it wasn't until I lost my job in uh, mid-2017 and was forced to sort of be in this position of, you know, okay, well, why, why is this happening? Like, why does it seem like I'm constantly in and out of jobs and whatever? And, and so I started to sort of look within myself a little bit then and and so, you know, it's just, it's interesting to me, like how, you know, in this short period of time, though, I've been able to sort of say to myself, okay, you know, like, what, what else is out there? What else can I learn? And, and like you're saying right now that the, I guess, because of this, and because of this, the work that I've done on myself, and everything, it's, it's leading me to a place of more happiness. And then that's affecting certain other activities, like the purchasing of more books, because I want to learn more because I find it rewarding. So it's, it's, it's just, it's interesting to see all the puzzle pieces put together as you're talking about this. So I'm just constantly like my mind right now is just, you know, it's spinning, but in a good way. Because it's, it's making a lot of sense. So I, and you started from, I would say you started from a place of vulnerability and you had the courage to do a self inquiry. And this proved you where you are right now. You're not that person of two years ago, but it started with a vulnerable point in your life, like a trauma, yeah, to lose, uh, to lose a job and you were not prepared. But you were courageous to go inside yourself. And that's already a big strength. And yeah. then you see what came up, yeah? So, you somehow change to the outside. You're not this person who has to show a certain identity on social media anymore. You can say, yeah, that's Brian. That's Brian how he is. But I guess you feel much stronger from the inside than at the times when you were this guy on social media, but felt quite mushy maybe inside. No, for sure. It's it's like I said, you know, I, I felt like I was sharing stuff and, and as much as it was my experience and, and I just hoped that my experience would be relatable to other people and it would help them. And, and I've had people reach out to me and tell me that it did. And, and, and I appreciate that. And I'm grateful for that. But yeah, I can totally agree that on the inside, I was like, well, I haven't exactly done all this myself. You know, I was working with a, a, a life coach um, and I still work with them. But, you know, he was sort of wanting me to start running workshops and helping people through my experience and helping them figure out certain things in their life. And then about a, maybe a, maybe two, three months ago now, I, I emailed them and I sent them, you know, a little paragraph. And I basically just said, as much as I want to help people, and this is something that I definitely want to do, it's one of the core values for me moving forward is, is being able to help people because I've seen not only myself struggle, but other people in my family and close friends. Um, but what I said to him is that I have to make sure that I'm actually living this life and I'm actually doing things for myself and in the right place before I'm telling other people. Otherwise, I'm doing them a disservice because I'm not, I'm just making up, a, again, a story or something. And then I'm going to go home feeling like, 
you know, not feeling good about it or feeling like I lied to people. And, and that's not what I want. I want to make sure that as long as I'm in the right place, as long as I've gotten done the self-work that we're talking about, then I can move forward with that. So again, it makes sense. Yes. I congratulate you for, for this because there are quite a number of people outside who did like short courses or courses, but they have not done the work on themselves. Yeah. And then you may project things from yourself to the other people. And I really congratulate yourself to, to say, okay, I, I want to heal myself first and see what kind of methods are really working for me. And then I will attract the right people I can give these methods to, to them. And this is actually what every therapist <laughs> is supposed to do. Yeah. If you like in the States, I think you have the clinical psychologist and counseling psych psychologist. And all of them, they have to do this, or in Germany, it's like that in, in the UK. You, you need your own supervision sessions to heal yourself, to make sure that you're not projecting something to the client. And therefore, it's, it's very wise for what you're doing. And to be more authentic and have this inner strength to be there for people when they come up with their tears and their stories and, and you can create that space. Yeah, not to be triggered anymore by their stories, but uh, holding the ground, opening the space, holding them while they can heal. Yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense because you don't want to, again, you, you don't want to be still struggling yourself and then trying to help others through their struggles because then it's just more struggle. <laughs> so yeah, no. exactly. uh, to, there, There's something even in coaching, it says, are you able to sort by yourself and others? So this means, can you stay by, by yourself because you have handled certain things? so that you can be there for the other person. Oh, makes sense, makes sense. So, I mean, I, I've got to ask, because through all this that you've been sharing, and I mean, you don't have to share a long story or anything like that, but is this like, is this just the way that you've always been? You know, like, did you grow up this way? Is this something that's always been a part of your life? Or, you know, did something <laughs> happen? Did something happen at some point that put you into this direction? Because I got to imagine that, you know, that, you know, because otherwise I feel like everybody would have, this knowledge and and would want to be experiencing this. I mean, like I've shared the few examples here where I decided to do this and do that, but that's only because of my own personal struggles at the end of the day that led me there. So, you know, again, you don't have to share a long story if you don't want to, it's completely up to you, but I'm, yeah. just, I'm just curious, I guess. Yeah. yeah, there's a reason why I became a psychologist. <laughs> and I think that this was then the journey I, I took from, from there. Yeah, it had something to do with my own childhood, with my experiences as a teenager. Then what also happened in, in my family because uh, one of my parents had a mental disorder and it was uh, really affecting all of us. And then you really learn to sort by yourself, yeah, to, to um, take a mask to the outside and show that everything is okay at home because we even had a, a business in a, in a smaller town. Everybody didn't know each other. So we had to make sure to the outside, everything is just okay while nothing really was okay. One part was okay, but not everything. And then it was not conscious or it was consciously chosen and I studied psychology because I couldn't decide between subjects to study. It was more like, okay, it has everything what I want. I never wanted to become a clinical psychologist. There was something like organizational psychology, you could go into businesses, organizations. This is where I started. And then long story short, I didn't become a clinical psychologist. But I did a lot of trainings and 
NLP, in trauma work, in grief work, in systemic work, in hypnotherapy, in theta healing, and uh, to create my own box. And with this method, I also healed myself. So I attended as a participant, I healed myself, and then I learned this method. Yeah, that's that's so interesting. My it, classical way. So they actually helped me a lot to 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 heal, and um, and then I figured out these were actually very powerful tools, and then I collected them and created my own Elevate intensive. See, and so I, I don't know if you if you noticed or and I'm hoping that over time as I, you know, build out this this podcast and people really focus on the title and the way that I spelt this podcast. So the, although I use the word vulnerable, the word able is what I've sort of uh, put in capital letters at the end of my title, because for me, the, the you know, and, and I don't I want to say similar to your thoughts on it. But for me, the whole thing of vulnerability is, is how it, it, it helps us like how we can be vulnerable, but then be able to overcome it and get through it. And so, uh, you know, I find that story that you shared interesting because again, it's, it, it goes back to all these other stories that have been shared so far. It's, it seems to me that in some ways these struggles, whether they're internal, external, or whether it's a mixture of it all, is what really can push us to, to figure these things out and to grow or to, to decide to go into different areas of study or different things in life. Um, and that's sort of what I'm trying to put out there. It's, you know, it's not for me about just people getting on here and sharing stories about all the struggle and the, the bad things that happened to them. It's about how it uh, gave them the ability to, to, to get to where they are now, to, to open themselves up, to find different things about their life that they want to do moving forward, uh, whether it's a career change or just something in their life that they want to change, whatever it might be. So um, again, it's just interesting to me that, you know, when you told that story, it, it sort of correlates to what I'm hearing in other stories is it's like this, these things that happened that made you lead to where you are. And then aside from that, it seems like you have a ton more knowledge that you could definitely share on this subject because of all that different training and everything that you did. And, uh, you know, whether it's on this podcast, which, you know, I would assume if we did that, it would go on for two or three hours, um, maybe, you know, in the future we'll, we'll, we'll have to you know, have you on again, because it seems like there's a, a wealth of knowledge that you've built up over the years that can help people deal with a lot of different things. Because even one of the things that you had mentioned was um, going through some courses on dealing with grief. And for me, I think um, grief was one of the things that led me also in this direction. I've had a couple of people pass in the last couple of years that were very, very close to me. One of them was my grandfather, who sort of led me to this whole thought process of like, you know, am I doing what I want to do in life? Because, you know, life can be very short. And it was that that happened because his passing was very sudden. And so it sort of got me to think, well, is the career that I'm in right now even what I really want to do? Or is there something more that I want out of life? And then, you know, with the the person who passed the most recently, which was my grandmother, um, the lessons that I took that time around were, you know, she was, you know, very strong towards the end. Like she, you know, even though she was, uh, you know, uh, like what she was going through health wise wasn't easy. She was still very strong and still showed that, you know, like that strength for her family and the love for her family. And, and she still seemed like that happy person that I'd known all my life. And that sort of taught me how to sort of um, work from my heart rather than my head, if that makes sense. So it, it taught me that, you know, when you're thinking up here all the time, it's not so good. You got to think more from here because for her, her whole life, you know, wasn't about, you know, money and this and that, you know, it was about having time around her family and spending time with the people that she loved. And so it's just interesting when you, when you talk about grief, not to get again into my own personal story, but it just uh, something else that I think can help us deal with other things or, or recognize things. And, you know, even in terms of uh, the contemplation of, of death is something that I've taken on over the last little while through just some of the books that I've read and, and just uh, I have an app as well that I use, but we won't get into that. But again, it's the whole point of, you know, just thinking about that constantly, because I think that, you know, too many of us feel like we have a lot of time and that, you know, we can do everything and then we get to that point in our life and it's like, well, I didn't do all the things that I wanted. So again, it, you know, just different things that have been coming up for me. Yeah, you can also say when, when you see for everybody, for everybody, there's a time. There, there's a given time here. And 
I think it also gives you the chance to enjoy. And you can only enjoy if you're in the present. Yeah, and, and sometimes there's sadness, then share the sadness in the present and then let it go again. Even for me, sometimes I, I really worry and I can really go into that rabbit hole, yeah? And then when I'm half through, then I say, okay, what was that about now? <laughs> did, I, did I come any step further? And I didn't. And then I said, okay, let me clean the house. Let me stay in the present. And then I take my broom, I, I clean, I'm in the present moment, just concentrating to, to, to broom, yeah? And it's this daily thing, you, you can be really get hooked up. Yeah, and then life is not in the present, but somewhere else, it's in the future, or grief, you are remembering times, things there that were so happy, and now it's not there anymore. And then you forget what's around you right now. And I think that is also something to, to really realize. No, for sure. Again, like I said, I think that this episode could probably go on for a few hours if we wanted to dive into all these different things. And, and uh, you know, I appreciate everything that you've shared so far and all the techniques that you've shared, because I think that, you know, as much as this is different from the, the normal episode, uh, which there really isn't a normal because I'm only five or so in. But I, I think that this is going to be extremely helpful because, again, it's, it's giving people actual tools and techniques that they can use in their own journey. Um, rather than having to just sort of take from somebody else's journey and try and duplicate it, this is something that they can do with themselves. Um, so I, I, I appreciate everything that you've shared. Um, I, I, I want to respect your time. So I'm going to finish off here with a, a couple last questions. Um, well, one's more of a question than the other one. Anyways, <laughs> one of the last questions I like to ask all of my guests. Um, so essentially, you've shared a lot of things here today, and there's a lot of takeaways that people can take from this episode. But if you could give people three key takeaways, just three things to take away from like what you've said today or just things that they can use in their life, um, I would, would like if you could share, share those three things that they could do so that that way, you know, they can take that away from today's episode. Yeah, these were the three things I already shared. Drop into your body. Put a word on the sensations. And express it. Perfect. Yeah, no, and that's fine. Like, I mean, again, it, you know, that, that just sort of because ties it all up. That's the most important thing. And, and not to get hooked up, not being caught up with your thoughts and emotions. Because that's not you. <laughs> this is created by your brain. Well, yeah, again, powerful stuff. The last thing I like to do uh, on every episode um, is just give the person, uh, a, you know, a couple minutes, whatever it takes to just sort of promote anything that they want to promote. Um, you know, maybe it's their social media, maybe it's programs that they have, maybe it's a book, whatever it might be. So the floor is yours. If you want to just sort of share where people can find you and anything that you wanted to promote right now, uh, go ahead. Yes, uh, you can get in contact with me on LinkedIn. I regularly post, especially also small videos about how to deal with anxiety, worries, stress at your workplace, burnout. So there's uh, every week there's a certain theme and follow me under Silk Gla. Otherwise go to my website Silk Celia Celia like Charlie and there you can find my program, my Elevate Intensive Coaching. You can get a sneak peek into it when you register for my webinar. That's called From Stress into Wellbeing. You will also meet Dr. Natalia again because she is the host of that webinar. And you, you will see what kind of techniques I'm using. And you will also learn something about the neuroscience and the psychological side of stress in that webinar. 
Perfect. I'll make sure to definitely put a link to your LinkedIn in the show notes and your website as well. Um, but uh, again, you know, I, I really appreciate this. I, I wasn't sure what to expect, to be completely honest, because you know, I have this whole you know, thought process in mind of interviewing people. And this is how every episode is going to be. And, you know, like I said, at the beginning, you know, Dr. Natalia had told me that this might be a little bit different and a little different way of looking at it. And I appreciate it uh, wholly because it's, again, it's for me, even just with what I've been going through and what I'm doing, I appreciate what you shared. And, but I think, again, it's going to give people um, some more ideas on, on things that they can do um, to, to get to where they want to go and, and, and to, to sort of get that, uh, you know, in my sort of, a description of what this podcast is about it's about that journey of getting past your struggles and being able to find success and fulfillment and and you know success has to be defined for each individual it's there's no uh you know success is not the same for everybody for some people it might be money and cars and houses and for other people it might be you know just a life with more freedom and ability to travel and do things so but the whole point is is that you know i want to help people get towards that journey i, I don't want them to feel stuck or lost or anything I want them to get to where they want to be in life. And I think what you've shared today can definitely help a lot of people start on that, that journey towards that. So thank you again um, for coming on. Thank you for willing to share your willingness to share all that. And like I said, I think, you know, there'll definitely have to be another episode at some point because I, I think that we only just barely touched on, you know, the things that you can, you can help us all and, and share with us. So thank you again, Silk, and uh, hopefully we'll talk again soon. So thank you very much, Brian, and thank you very much, audience, listeners, to listen to this episode. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to The Vulnerable Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps get the word out and means more than you know. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram at vulnerable.podcast or on Facebook and LinkedIn by searching Vulnerable Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at the B-E-L-M-E-D-A, that's the B-E-A-L-M-E-I-D-A, or by searching my name on Facebook and LinkedIn. If you know anyone with a great story of going from struggle to success, please let me know as I would love to interview them for the show. I appreciate you taking the time to listen and see you next week.